the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 204 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, it's uh, it's sprinkling to start this race, but we're going to start it anyway, just because <laughs> we'll see if we can get past lap five. We Yeah, we usually stumble out of the gate just like they did at New Hampshire, so <laughs> it's all good. Uh, Eric, I'm going to be honest with you, man. We have at our house, it has been uh, it has been illness central since Father's Day. Yeah. And uh, my oldest daughter had a double ear infection over the weekend, oh, so we did a lot God. of... Uh, we did a lot of TV watching uh, in between, <laughs> in between tears and medicine, so uh, we we got we got all almost all the races in this weekend. Nice. I uh, I have something I'm dealing with. I don't know if it's a cold or if it's allergies. I think it might actually be a cold, but yeah, I'm I'm powering through. Well, and I'm working from home the rest of the week, so I'm good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, you know, to all the parents out there, I uh, I was thinking. Like, I would rather go back to the newborn stage than deal with a sick kid. But then I thought Eric had twin boys. How did that work? Yeah, because that must have been. Oh my god! But we, you know, I won't get. Survive. Into, I won't get into some of the details of the horror <laughs> horror aspects of <laughs> the it. horror stories. It, yeah. There were there were some rough moments. There was uh, there was a very rough Easter. Um. Oh no! Yeah. Very rough Easter with the stomach flu. Oh, ran God. through the whole yeah. family. That was just awesome. Yeah. 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 That's uh, the joys of parenthood. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when uh, when the kids are uh, not feeling so good, that gives you an excuse to be lazy and watch racing all weekend. So that's that's how our that's how our weekend uh, rolled around. So, yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes the, sometimes real life stuff trickles into the podcast. We just can't help it. <laughs> right. Uh, I did some housework on Saturday and then uh, clicked off the Xfinity race later on with a little break in the middle to go to dinner. Uh, and found out who won the race while I was at dinner. So, um, watch, I yeah, watch I, I don't think it matters. It. Yeah. Watch the rest of it and still enjoyed it. So, um, yeah. and then, uh, Sunday I was at a family function and kind of off to the side, sort of participating in the conversation. And I get a text message from James that says it might be worth your while to check in on the race right now. <laughs> and I spent the rest of my time at the family get together, uh, browsing Twitter, trying to figure out if NASCAR was going to do anything uh, about what they caused. <laughs> yeah. I love, cause I, cause listen, man, I operate on Sundays as you're not watching live. I don't want to get in the way, but every once in a while it's worth it to blow up your plans. Well, and, and the... it, I knew that the race had just started because I checked it on Twitter and it, I saw that Kyle Busch was leading into turn one, like five minutes before you messaged me. So it's like, well, I don't have to watch very long to see what happened, what, what the deal right, is. Right. And I had an, yeah. a, an inkling of what it might have been, um, but maybe not quite to the level <laughs> that <Yeah>. it was. <laughs> yeah. I just, I knew I was like, I got, I mean, I'm like, even if you're not there, you could get eight laps somehow. So yeah. I'm like, I'll throw it your way and see what you, see what you said. Cause yeah, no, you did it perfectly because you didn't spoil anything, but you let me know that something was happening. Stuff is going on. And, and Eric, I just can't believe that this in the season that we're having with NASCAR, we cannot figure out the rain. Yeah. Like we just cannot flat out figure out what to do with the rain. Well, this, let's with this series. Let's get into it. It was the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301 uh, from New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Uh, I guess before we get into it, we'll talk a, a little bit of Eric Almarola comes through in, in the clutch at the end uh, yes. out of freaking nowhere. 
Um, yeah. What, 27th in points or something like that? 27th in points going in. Yes, sir. And wins the race, gets himself a playoff spot. And did not, I get, well, let's put the asterisk He's got on a it playoff a spot. <laughs> He's got a spot. That's right. And, yes. and I want to say he drove through, he earned this win. This is not a. Yeah. This is not like all of his wins have been like, you know, super speedways or, you know, he's got the Xfinity series win where Denny Hamlin was actually driving. That's one of my favorites. Right. Um, but this one, he got a little bit of help from NASCAR twice. Uh, he got the start of the race where yeah. uh, the, the field got wadded up. Um, that may have the been the biggest help. <laughs> that was the biggest help. And then he got the uh, he got the bonus of we're going to we're getting dark here and that we're going to cut off nine laps from this race. And, and I think. I mean, I don't know if Chris Bell was going to get there, but um, see, I have a question there because so yeah, let's have it. Um, and, and I think I'm trying to. I listened to to both uh, Jeff Jeff Gluck's podcast this week and uh, Doe Rumble Clear, so I'm I'm probably going to be pulling stuff from both of those all night long. And one oh, of the, that's all right. That's one all of those right. places they did bring up the fact that, um, in addition to Christopher Bell knowing how many laps were left in the race with ten to go, Eric Almarola also knew that there were ten laps to go when there yeah. were ten laps to go. And when he yeah. came down to two to go and started giving up that time to Christopher Bell, where Chris really started to reel him in, yeah. he knew he only had two laps to hold him off. Yeah. So if they had to go the extra eight, nine laps, could he have maybe put a little bit more into it and held him off a little bit more? Yeah. Maybe could he have raced Austin Dillon a little harder, bumped Dillon out of the way if he needed to? Yeah. Um, and, the t- and the teams knew the teams knew that that NASCAR was looking to shorten this race at a yeah. certain time. And they were letting them run. They let them run through the last pit cycle. Uh, so... Honestly, I don't have a problem with them doing this. No, it, I have it, no issue with it either. And yeah. I like the fact that they gave a 10 lap warning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we're going to finish the race regardless. Like I, I like that. They were like, listen, there's no overtime. There's no, we run it to the finish, which um, kudos to NASCAR. I, sometimes I don't like rules on the fly. Uh, but in this instance, like we were so close to getting this in that you just got to finish it. Yeah. with where it is as, as convoluted as the system is where we're starting these races at the times that we do um, you got to get them in somehow. And, and we got, we got basically a full show. So now I did read somewhere and I don't know how accurate this is. So I'm just throwing this out there as something I read not, not as fact, uh, but I read somewhere that um, NASCAR in their infinite wisdom and their wonderful decisions at New Hampshire this weekend and throughout the entirety of the 2021 and probably 2020 season, um, didn't take into account the fact that the windows on the tower are tinted in deciding ah, nice. whether it was too dark or not and likely could have gone the extra eight or nine Probably. laps. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, it's getting dark, man. Yeah, it's dark. The, okay. We talk about interest of safety and we're going to, we're going to probably chew NASCAR out for interest in safety in about 30 seconds here. Um, <laughs> so in the interest of safety, we don't need to be driving cars blind on a racetrack. Um, yeah. it was, uh, trying to think who it was that was talking about it on well and if you, you i'll fill i'll fill a buster for you eric for a second if you looked at the tv screen and, and kudos to dale jr and the guys for letting us know like hey listen what you're seeing on your tv screen is not um you know in fact reality right it's a little bit brighter and if you saw social media right after the race yeah it was um you know it was 50 percent darker than what it was on the on my tv screen i'd say i mean it was definitely a noticeable difference so well, if you've ever um, driven at that time of night where it's almost dark and your headlights aren't really doing a very good job and you've got a newer car and you have that stupid dashboard that's a giant oh, yeah. screen now yeah we got one of those oh, yeah. so these cup cars all have that now too 
And yeah. one of the drivers was saying on Sirius that if they could have just turned the digital dash off or down, that would have helped. Not only that, yep. but if you look at the front stretch, all of the pit boards now have LED lights on them. So you put those those lights in, that's even more of a distraction, makes that darkness even worse. Yep. Um, yep. I don't think we lost anything. I think we still got a, had a good, exciting yeah. race at the end. I, Maybe they would have been. We probably lost out on a good bump and bang finish, but could have. Yeah, was, we could have. I was pretty damn satisfied with that race that was for a New Hampshire. Dang race. good race. Yeah, it was a dang good race, Eric. James and I, I mean, are going to disagree because James has this theory in his head that I don't know what he's been smoking or what races he's been <laughs> watching. That New Hampshire is a, is a sleeper and is always a good race. And yeah, always I, is always was a strong word. That that was my that was my poking you in the side. I was word, gonna pull but, up Jeff Gluck's was it a good race poll because this race never ranks well. We've had good finishes here, but usually yeah. the races suck here. Yeah, we've had a couple of races here. I mean twenty eighteen is the one that sticks out. Um that's the Harvick was that the Harvick bump and run on Kyle Bush? Yeah. Uh and then we also had the one recently where Harvick and Hamlin got yep. into it. I think that was twenty nineteen. So we've had recent success at New Hampshire. I guess my, my point, Eric, is whenever we take races away from tracks, for some whatever reason, whatever it is, that one race always elevates itself. And I feel like New Hampshire, since it's lost the second date, has started to put together good racing. Well, let's you know, see if I, that I, theory I holds really true in a few weeks here when we go back to Michigan. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> I'm, How I'm nice hopeful. would that be for a great race? Well, and to be fair, Michigan always gets screwed with, you know, becoming a test race, yeah. you know, in the past few years with the second date. So hopefully they, you know, get a real show here, which I'd, I'd be more than happy to. So, yes, that's going to be a good test. You're right. So Eric Almarola is in the playoffs now. Um, he's I mean, we're, we're setting up for an early exit at the end of the first round. Right. For, for no, Almarola. Yeah, I don't. Uh, they, they've shown literally nothing else all season, but. You know, Eric, stranger things, <laughs> right? Uh, you, it only Stuart, takes a win, man. Yeah. Well, and you know, Eric, Stuart Haas has a history of doing this, mm-hmm. um, limping into the playoffs and then maybe getting hot. So uh, maybe I, I don't see it, though. I, I don't think, no, Eric you know, you know where it is, James. Here's what's going to happen this year. Here's my prediction. I'm going to go out on a limb and make a prediction right now. Yeah. Um, and in a few weeks, we're going to go through our predictions from the beginning of the season as we enter the playoffs. Um, for drivers that made it and didn't and whatever. And I, I have a feeling we're going to be way off. But here's my prediction for the, for the championship this year. I, I, if I remember correctly, I believe I might have called for a Kyle Busch championship this year. Um, but we're going to have another Tony Stewart season. We're going to hot. We're going to have a guy who has been there but done nothing all season and is getting hot at the right time, and it's going to come from the same team God, I was just going to say Kevin Harvick he, is going to redeem himself and he's going to get hot in the playoffs. He's going like to win some races uh, in the playoffs. He's he, they're peaking at the right time, man. You're liking how he's running right now. I think so. I mean, and he's, yeah. he hasn't run bad all season. That being said, he's 15th in points right now. Yeah. So. Well, that's yeah. Well, <laughs> we've had all those winners. Too, right. Yes. But I think yeah. you're going to, I think we're Harvick's not going to have to race in on points because he's going to have himself a W by the time we get to the playoffs. Well, he, we, you know, looking at the playoff schedule, cause we're, we're at the point in the season there, where we really got to start keeping an eye on this stuff where we go Darlington, Richmond, Bristol, and that's the cutoff. Um, let's say Almarola gets through that stretch. Uh, we go to Talladega yeah. in the next round. So Eric, he could in theory jump from 27th in points to make a top eight run here. Um, I, I, I don't think he's a threat in the playoffs, but I also don't think it's unrealistic that it, that uh, Eric Almarola ends up um, 
with a top 10 points finish by the time we're all said and done here. I agree with that. I would go no further than that. He's not a final four driver. Um, no, gonna, no. Gonna have to put too much together to get to the final four. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised to see him slipping uh, through a round, especially again, where that, where that team is, is seeing some success right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you know, if you go back and look at history, I didn't pull the numbers myself, but I, I know several others did. Um, Almirola is good at New Hampshire. This isn't a surprise necessarily. I mean, no, he's, he said it. He yeah. said going in, I'm going to be good. It's, and... it's one of his favorite tracks. It is a, it is a surprise, but it's not, you know, if you really pay attention to the stats, it's, it's not as big of a shocker. Yeah. Um, as he's it been, might seem to be, he's just been so bad this yeah. year. I mean, Eric, like that team's been such, so bad. I mean, really? Well, it's yeah, and it's such an outlier. Like even last year, he had 18 top tens and a and a 13.3 average finish, which is a pretty good. It's his it's his best year outside of his fifth fifth and points run that he had uh, in 2018. Eric, he's he's at a 21.8 average finish right now, three top tens, uh, in 22 races right now. So he's got, I mean, this is a um, as far as underdogs go, he is, uh, I know Michael McDowell is the biggest underdog in the playoffs, but he's not far behind Michael McDowell. Yeah. He, he's, he's right there. I mean, he's got better equipment and better stuff, but, uh, he's as big of an underdog for sure. Yep. Um, of course, you know, as big of a story as the Eric Amarola story is, uh, I'd say the biggest story of the weekend was easily, um, the, let's see, you have lap. Eight. I I thought it was lap I eight. Think where it, they, I think they crossed the line at lap, lap five. five. Yeah, and wrecked going into turn one because the track was wet. Um, there are a lot of yeah, differing six, lap six um, opinions or stories of what happened. Um, there was Jim Utter is doubling down on the fact that there was a message on the NASCAR radio. Um, that there was the track was wet in turns one and two with two to go under caution before the start of the race. And that the next transmission was one to go at the line. Um, Heard it on pretty good authority that that wasn't the case. That being said, it was also referenced by door bumper clear uh, this weekend as the spotters having heard it. So if it wasn't NASCAR, somebody said it, Um, it definitely was out there. So at some point that was mentioned. Um, Anyway, NASCAR doesn't throw the caution. The going through on uh, at the end of lap four, uh, a lot of the drivers said they were struggling in turn one, slip, slipping and sliding. There was a lot of talk on the radios apparently about the track being wet. NASCAR dis- is in discussions about throwing the caution as they go into turn one again on lap five or on lap six at the end of lap five, and Kyle Busch spins, backs her into the wall. Denny Hamlin goes around. Martin Truex Jr. hits the wall. Uh, takes out, you know, three Gibbs cars, basically. Alex Bowman got damage as well. Everybody else behind was able to slow down and avoid the mess. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Just a bleep show. So <laughs> here's, like, here's my bleep. thought on this. This is my thing. If this happened in its on its own, okay, yeah, shit happens. Um, yeah. If... Texas last year happens oh. on its own. You know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, if the accident at, I believe it was Charlotte um, or maybe Texas with the truck series where Johnny Sauter cleaned half of his car off because there was a car stopped up against the wall that NASCAR didn't see. Um, you know, you go, eh, it happens. But when all three of those freaking things happen, <laughs> what in the hell is going on 
with NASCAR's officiating, James, is this? Oh, is, it's yeah. It is getting uh, old, and I mean, we you can go further. We can look at Coda and the wrecks that happened there, the decisions that were made in the rain there. Now we yeah. want to run rain tires in New Hampshire for God knows why. <sighs> I I just um, I I worry about this. Goes back, Eric. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. With sometimes when there's lack of leadership, decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, can be Nobody's very sketchy. taking the reins. Yeah, I just I look at Steve O'Donnell and I I, I you know I really like Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he's done some really good things and he's been he's been a really good voice. Um, but I I just wonder. I mean we have to. I know there's a lot of things that go into this and we don't need to get into all of it. Yeah. The TV partners starting these races at three o'clock and putting so much pressure. I think I'm stealing this idea from, from Jeff and Jordan in the teardown podcast, but I agree with their, with their take that these TV partners are pushing these times back and they are putting on NASCAR's trying so hard to get these shows in. Yeah. They're feeling the pressure that they got to get this race in and there's no time to wait. There's yeah. There's no wiggle room. Like mm-hmm. we can't, like we used to start these races at 12, 1230, one o'clock. And the, Eric, we would, if we would have done that, this race would have been done. Yep. In this, in this example, um, but when you give yourself in a, in a track with no lights, mm-hmm. you give yourself a short, tight window to get a race in and you have a pop-up like this, it's far and few between, but NASCAR is, is, uh, in a little bit of a, a rough stretch here with that Texas race last year, Coda, um, and this one now. That's the thing that a, bothered me is that we shouldn't have, we should have learned by now. Steve O'Donnell you know? gets on TV and says, you know, this doesn't happen very often yeah, it does happen. and it, it just does. happened last year we wrecked a guy out of the you could argue you wrecked a guy out of a championship chance. really killed yeah it really killed harvick's chances at a championship like didn't didn't you know eliminate him from the playoffs but i mean um, in the grand scheme of things does this hurt kyle bush no it cost no, him a fine. little bit of money on a car that they have to replace playoff points i think because i think he would have probably been the best car him and probably Truex are both gonna be good yeah but i mean in, in the grand scheme of things not a whole lot it's really not yeah. that he got the he didn't have to sit through the rain delay he could go back to charlotte before the race was over i yep. mean but uh i don't know you know we're again interest of safety man. man we gotta do i i get that nascar also gets a lot of criticism for throwing cautions when they shouldn't throw cautions yep um but I would rather, I would rather NASCAR is criticized for throwing a caution when they shouldn't have, than the other way around. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so here's another thing. It's been a theme all year, Eric. Yeah. Where we just we don't know what a caution flag is supposed to do, right. and if the track has moisture on it, by God, throw the caution flag. It's a safety issue. I don't care if it's if it's too early, but when you give drivers no chance to compete. You have yep. the 18 teams show up where we have no backup cars. We have no practice. They show up and they literally run five laps, pound the wall, race over. Yep. They, they never had a chance. And these teams are supposed to be doing all this cost savings and things like that. And they're just, I mean, literally just took their money. They could have just taken the money for this race and lit it on fire and went home. Yeah. Cause that's exactly what happened. I have a, million, a handful of these teams. I have a million directions I could go to right now. But oh, just... we could just we, yeah. This this Eric, this whole issue that we've been talking about. If you want, if you went back and did the <laughs> and you did the did the audio work on this, <laughs> we'd have a whole podcast yeah. and then some on these 
same problems all season long. It's been yeah. all season long. It's been it's just nuts. So my question is is okay, so NASCAR screwed up by not throwing the caution early enough. We wrecked cars. Why not just let them work on them under red? I mean, I get that's not helping Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is screwed. He's junk. He's going home. He's done. Yeah. But why not let Truex and Hamlin work on their cars? <laughs> Didn't why, work for Joey Logano. I know. Why Bush. give Joey? I mean, Logano's incident had nothing to do with this crash and was stupidity in its own aspect. But why take two laps away from Joey Logano? Just let everybody work on their cars. Dude, We watch, if you watch the Formula One race in the morning, they wrecked going into turn one. Everybody comes on the pit road and they can all change tires. They can, it's basically race starts over. They can yeah. all work on their cars. Why aren't, why don't we do, I don't understand this not working under red stuff. It's yeah. dumb. Yeah. It's uh especially when you screw up. I mean, when, when NASCAR and NBC yeah. or Fox or whoever it was, I think it was Fox screwed up at Charlotte a few years ago and dropped the cable on the track. They let them fix the cars under, under red. That's what yeah. we should have done here. Yeah, and that could, that screwed Kyle too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that could have been worse. That's a that's mm-hmm. a whole other uh, topic. Um, yeah, I I don't have any disagreements with you there. I think Eric, we've ne- probably never been more on the same page, and <laughs> I think we could probably talk ourselves into circles going back and forth on on this stuff. But man, it's just I don't know. I you know Kyle Bush can be Kyle Bush, but what happened on Sunday? I'm actually proud of how he handled himself. You're honestly. not kidding. I thought for sure. Yeah. We were, I mean, we were going to be seeing the driver know, suspended. <laughs> yeah. I know he tried to rip the bumper off the pace car. Yeah. He um, actually parked he the had, pace car for the race because they had to get a backup out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. Like, no. He, and you know what? Neither does NASCAR apparently been. because NASCAR didn't penalize him for it. Well, they screwed up. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Like it goes that back being to said, said, he should have gotten a penalty for that. <laughs> I mean, you know, Twitter was a buzz with let these guys roll out backup cars, but they can't. They don't they can't. have them. They don't have them. <laughs> yeah. So it's not even it's not even worth us talking about it because it's not even an option. But if there were backup, like this is a situation where if there were backup cars uh, at the track, I would have been like, yeah, you can get your backup car out. And I don't know, it's, start the ba- start it's the back tough, field though, because the precedent has been set for this. I know, I know. I mean, Jeff Gordon had the track come up at Martinsville and cost him a race. Um, yep. You know, we've seen this happen before, and generally active, they active don't. Active God, right? Yeah. Active, yeah. But this yeah. was active NASCAR. And that being said, just... I will say that um, I, I believe it was Alex Bowman essentially said it was raining, so we backed it down. Yeah, and some guys didn't. we yeah. didn't wreck going into the turn, and that essentially if you wrecked, you should have slowed down. You guys are driving the cars, not NASCAR. Did, did you like the conspiracy theories that something was wrong with the Toyotas because they they were the only ones who really spun? No, like I didn't. Was, hey, yeah, I didn't see a, that. What's what's be what's being tricked up on the on the JGR cars <laughs> that only they spun while they're driving hard? Right, that might be the that might be the. I will reason. say that probably the biggest thing I think that caught everybody off guard that I don't think anybody realizes, and the same thing happened I think at Texas, is that this accident the fact the track got so slick so fast was caused by the crap we put down on the track oh yeah we didn't put pj1 down this weekend but i i'm sorry as great as this race was and i want to say victory for no pj1 there was still pj1 on that track from the last time they raced there and i think that that stuff is slick when it's wet and i think that contributed to them losing control as quick as they did yeah yeah Yep, no disagreements there. I think there's definitely. I mean, look at what happened to Texas. That that yep. stuff is baked baked right into the track, so it's not coming out. Yep. Um, 
you know, and, and unfortunately there's probably some, it, it may be 10%, it may be 5%, but you're right. There's definitely something there. Yeah. Um, and you know, Eric, I, I wanted to say one more thing too. Like I'm always someone who says stick by the rules and technically NASCAR did in this instance, but right. sometimes, you know, sometimes when the rules just aren't fair, <laughs> then I, I, I just, even yeah. I, even me then uh, then who, it's all right to put a 13th car into the playoffs right yeah yeah no kidding yeah i know <laughs> even even me the stickler can can be swayed sometimes and there was uh, yeah. no way you're gonna win in this situation and no. once nascar screwed up they've lost no matter what they do so i think right. they made the right decision by not pen- punishing kyle um at the same time i still think kyle should have received some punishment I well, think, his punishment was enough, I guess. Well, he, I think the precedent, but, though, is is that if NASCAR botches a call, now you can wreck the pace car. That's <laughs> that's the thing. Like, what does the next guy do if he rips the bumper off the pace car? They can't penalize him now because they yeah. set the precedent. Yep. So, um, well, I mean, I think Kyle Busch is the only one who's actually going to do that. Right. So. Yeah. As yeah. I was saying before we recorded the podcast, I had some major Ron Hornaday Texas flashbacks as Kyle was pushing that pace car down the backstretch. Yeah. Um, they talked about it on door bumper clear. And I don't remember which spotter it was. If it was Freddie Kraft or, or TJ majors, but said that they were um, Hamlin or uh, Bush's uh, spotter was yelling at NASCAR and they, the other, the, you know, DBC spotter looks up and sees what's happening and says, ah, uh, uh, you might want to check in on your driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Uh, this isn't the first time the pace car has been bumped and, and uh, not Kyle was more aggressive, I think than yeah. anybody, but I remember, I remember smoke was pushing the pace car one time. Well, it's they, a lot of times they bump it during the race and mess with it. Dale Earnhardt was famous for it. Yeah. Earnhardt was another one, but yep. they don't usually wreck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you tear the bumper off that yeah. thing, that was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else with this one? Christopher Bell is able to rally for a second place finish. Um, the Penske cars were good. Joey Logano gets the two lap penalty, still races back for a fourth place yeah, finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty incredible. TJ was saying that the, they would have liked to see a green, white checker at the end of that sucker. Cause they would have probably yeah. had something for him. The, the Fords took five of the top six spots. Yeah. Um, it helps when Fords you clean out two of the Toyotas, but, and, and we don't know what that tells us for the championship race just yet, but I think that tells us a little bit of something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There was a lot of people saying this weekend that New Hampshire doesn't tell you anything. I, I disagree. Yeah, I think it's. I think. I think Dave Moody said it best. Um, the drivers that don't run well at New Hampshire are saying, "Nah, it doesn't mean anything." And the ones that do say, "Yeah, it's everything." This is yep. what you know. This is a great indication. So, well, if you're if you're Brad Kozlowski, you're thinking, "Okay, I didn't win this weekend, but I'm not far off from where I was last year." Right. And and he was fast at Phoenix, and yeah. he dominated. This was this was the one of the races where he, um, if you remember, Eric, he was like, "This is my car." Yep. Uh, this started that whole thing and he's not quite there, but um, you know, for me, you know, when we, you know, we do the fantasy every week and stuff and I, I was going to bet big on Penske and then I switched. I was like, no, no, I think this is going to be a Gibbs day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't get completely destroyed cause I did, I did hedge my bet with Gibbs and Penske, but I, <laughs> if you would have went all Penske, you would have went, uh, you would have went third, fourth, fifth. Cause you had Keselowski, Logano, Blaney, and then um, to Benedetto had a pretty solid day. He finished 11th. So yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's a great day. That's Ford's got to be happy with that because they haven't had a day like this in, in a little bit. And to get a surprise winner with, with Almarola, you know, coming through and for him, I mean, that's, 
Uh, that's all they can ask for. I mean, that's, that's a really good day. And, you know, Kyle Larson wasn't out there leading every single lap and, and, you know, Harvick led Blaney led yeah. Brad led, uh, you know, they were all, you know, in the 50, 60 laps led and, and De Benedetto led 20 laps. So see, um, I, I bet on Penske for fantasy, but I bet on Brad and Joey and yeah. everybody else bet on Blaney. Everybody who was ahead of me bet on Blaney. And every time Blaney would lose a spot, I'm like, yes, I'm getting closer to the front, closer to the front. <laughs> yeah. but it just didn't happen. Um, and I, yep. you know, for some, I think I finished fi- fifth in fantasy and that's pretty good for having Kyle and Joey on my team to start. Yeah. The race. Yeah. Joey rallied for you for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had, uh, I had, I had Truex and Joey and I, I, you know, had to sit Truex down and, um, thankfully Joey got those laps back. Cause that would have been, <laughs> would have been a really long day. Yeah. I sat there uh, and debated, do I kill, do I put Kyle on the bench or do I put Joey on the bench? It's like, ah, yeah. Joey's got a chance to rally back for some points. Yeah, he was coming. He had a fast car, so yep. at least he had that if he can get on the lead lap. But, um, yeah, you know, Eric, we did have a little bit at the, in this race, um, I guess, some controversy. Quinn Huff was not happy with, with uh, yeah. Ryan Newman, <laughs> which I have not, I don't think I've ever seen any personality out of Quinn Huff. So, no. kudos. Yeah, it <laughs> kudos. was pretty good. Uh, and then, um, then the Rush Fenway Racing Twitter handle went after Quinn a little bit on Twitter. And Quinn responded, looking forward to your announcement on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. I was like, wow, I was really proud of Quinn. I was like, wow, well, yeah. well done. Yeah, well done. I was I was pretty impressed, too. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. They talked about him a little bit on DBC that, you know, he's he's improved a lot. He's not been an issue. And they said he was running his line, which is all that you ask. And that yep. Newman had some issue and decided to clean him out or or whatever happened there. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, when you're Newman Ryan being Newman, Newman yeah, when you're Ryan Newman, we're gonna talk about him a little bit here. Um, yeah. When you're struggling, when you're struggling, and you're at this point in your career, it's, it's gotta be tough. You don't want to be racing around Quinn Huff, right? Um, if you're Ryan Newman, you know you want to be up there with you know the Hamlins and the Bowmans, and um, you expect more from yourself. So when you're, when you get frustrated in the back of the pack, it, it, I think it amplifies, and especially for a guy who's got a lot of pride like Ryan Newman, he doesn't want to be back there. And right. Um, to be know, fair. Ryan Newman did finish 24th. Quinn Hoff finished uh, 35th. So yes, that's right. Yeah. Ryan didn't, didn't do a whole heck of a of course, lot after that. Quinn, so. Quinn finished 35th with a lot of help from Ryan. So that's right. He had some help. <laughs> he had some help. Yep. Um, This race, man, I know we had, we had stoppages and stuff, but Holy crap. I've never felt a, had a 300 mile race feel like that long. I came home yep. and I was watching it live and I'm like, we aren't even done with stage two yet. What in the yeah. world, man? Yeah, it took a long time to get uh, the sucker going, man. Yeah. Yeah. We but had a good race. handful was, of cautions. Yeah, it was, it was a, a great good race. New Hampshire race. I mean, I would argue that if you take out, I mean, Vegas was a really good race this year. Um, I know there was a couple other ones that were pretty good. Uh, definitely a top five race this, this year so far. If you take, especially if yeah. you take the, the super speedways out of it. Yep. Um, it, it was a, it was a good race. Yep. And I think this race, honestly, it, it sucks for Kyle and those guys, but I think this race benefited a little bit from yeah. some of the big contenders taking damage early. Well, it's it just like, mixed... that, it's like that Brickyard 400 when, when Kyle when and Kane, Truex, when Kane won, yeah, yeah. When Kyle and Truex dominated and then they took each other out. It's like, oh man, we got something to race for now. So yeah. And it turned into a wild show. Sometimes if you cut the head off a little bit, um, yep. you know, the rest, the rest fill up and, um, you know, again, kudos to Eric Almarola for getting it done. Um, man, I just, just, uh, you know, I wanted to see Christopher Bell get close to him at the end there, Eric, but I wanted to see Almarola get that win. Cause it, it shakes up. Yeah. Here's, here's I our transition. The playoff shake up. Yeah. It, it, here's our transition. It shakes up the playoffs in a big, big way. Yep. 
Yeah, we went from basically knowing who the top 16 were going to be to now we've got teammates battling for the last spot. Teammates, and, and honestly, Kevin Harvick's not a lock. No, he's and, not. And neither neither is Denny Hamlin because we got some we got some variety of racetracks coming up here. This this thing's not done. We're, yeah. We are, uh, you know, and, and honestly, Eric Amarola, I don't think it's safe <laughs> if, if it gets really crazy. Well, and, um, and Denny's got the points lead, so, so he's far, in he's locked hanging in. on. Yeah, but if he gets on. knocked out of that spot um, and we get a couple more winners, he's going to be right on the edge. Yeah. And, and Larson, you know, somehow, some way Hamlin has held on to that points lead. Larson's only 13 points back. So uh, Denny's got to hang on just a little bit longer. He'll get those bonus points heading into the playoffs, but yeah, it's going to be, it's tight. And I don't know if you're Richard Childress, what you're supposed to do here. Cause you're boxed in, you know, one of those Childress cars is probably going to get in. Or they're both going to get bumped out, you know? James, what do you do? If I would have told you at the beginning of the season that Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, uh, let's see, Alex, Eric, Eric, Eric Almarola, um, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, all would have wins before Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. <laughs> would you even, would you have taken that bet in a million this, years? 22 races into the season? No way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not after what last year showed us. They had no reason to be. Hamlin hasn't been bad. He just hasn't sealed the deal. And, and Harvick, they're battling a whole different beast. So they're yeah. they're fighting. Um, it's all right. Yeah, Kevin I'd Harvick. Be, I'd be nervous. Kevin Harvick has August twenty second circled on his calendar because he dominated yeah. Michigan last year. Two races yeah. at Michigan. That's the one that locks him in. Yeah, he's got that one. He's got that one ready to roll. Yeah. Um, and you know Hamlin. Uh, I hate to say that he's got Daytona circled, but you know he's going to be yeah. ready to go when we get to Daytona. Yeah, so. there's going to be some desperate guys, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and we've got – got you got some desperate guys. you got Bubba Wallace who's going to be desperate trying to get right. in. Matt Benedetto is going to be desperate trying to get in. you got good drivers on a super speedway that are going to be desperate yeah. to get into that thing. And honestly, we have four races left before the playoffs, and, and Michigan's the only stable race yeah. uh, I'll go moving forward because we've got two road courses. we got one. I would argue that Watkins Glen's kind of stable because it's – we're pretty we, yeah we know we kind know, of what we're going to get out of Watkins Glen, but we don't know yeah, what Hendrick, we're getting out of indy yeah hendrick's going to be fast and chase elliott's gonna gonna blow everything up um yeah. but yeah we don't know what we're getting with indy we know what we're getting with michigan we definitely don't know what we're getting with with daytona um but you know the good guys at daytona like the guys who are sealed into the playoffs they're they have nothing really to, to prove at daytona it's all you know it's bonus money it's the guys in the back that are going to get wild so. yeah yeah yep uh let's see anything else with this one james worth talking about we only had six cautions for 47 laps um it is eric almarola's third victory in 375 cup series starts um i think that pretty much covers chase briscoe highest finishing rookie in 27th um denny hamlin is 13 points ahead of kyle larson Chase Briscoe's, Chase Briscoe's got that indie race circled on his calendar, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the eggs are in the basket for that one. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, day before, we had the Am Better Get Vaccinated 200, the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Uh, James put some major effort in the notes here and just noted that Christopher Bell won this race. <laughs> and that's uh, it. <laughs> 151 laps led. Uh, only one of four drivers that led laps in this thing. I don't even know what to say about this race. I'm going to be yeah, honest with you. Like, I Chris, Chris Bell showed up in the 54 car, and I think it's what it's it's seventh win in nine races or something. Um, 
and he just kicked everybody's butt. Uh, AJ yeah. Allmendinger and Noah Gregson got into it a little bit on the track in this one. Uh, Noah not very happy with AJ. Um, so that's something to watch for the future. Um, yep. We, we yep. know that if you come at Noah, he's going to take a swing. He's done it <laughs> twice. <laughs> yes, he so, has. Yes. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. There's really not much to point out here. Five caution laps, 28 laps. Yep. Uh, Christopher Bell, uh, undefeated in everything but the uh, Cup Series at New Hampshire. <laughs> that's yeah. That's right. So. <laughs> Yep. He almost, he almost got the sweep, I guess. He almost got the weekend sweep. Yeah. Just um, yeah. I thought uh, it's, it's hard because like Daniel Hemrick had a great day. Yeah. Never let a lap because he, you know, completely dominated this thing. Yep. Um, you know, Jeb, Jeb was up there for a minute. AJ was up there for a minute and that's these damn cup drivers coming down and stinking yeah, up the show. That 54 car, man. Yeah. Yep. She's a beast. She's a beast. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with that, let's talk SRX race and James, the SRX oh. series, uh, finished out their season at Nashville fairground speedway chase Elliott got to battle his dad and, uh, then got the win, uh, yeah. battling smoke at the end. Uh, Tony might've let him have it a little easy. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Say. I saw some, I saw some slippage at the, uh, in the uh, exiting the corners. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was I, pulling for him. I feel like Stuart could have cleaned him out, uh, but might probably couldn't have passed him clean. Yeah. I don't know if Tony, it's not worth it. No, no. <laughs> Tony. Tony's now, got Paul Tracy. Paul Tracy would have cleaned him out. Tony's a fan favorite in the series and now is a fan favorite period. Uh, and the best way to not be a fan favorite anymore would be to take out the defending champion and most popular driver in NASCAR. And the guy, yeah, the guy who was purposefully coming to Nashville <laughs> to, you know, basically be, what do they call it in wrestling when you, you know, uh, you're not the heel. What's the opposite of the heel in wrestling? Oh, the, the face, baby face. Yeah. The baby face. There you go. Ra yeah. Ranger Runyon's going to be upset with me. I know he's a wrestling <laughs> guy. Um, but yeah, the baby face came in. And uh, yeah, you didn't well, want to be kind of the olive leaf or olive branch too. I mean, like NASCAR yeah, oh, yeah. and SRX, we do like each other and Hey, Tony you know, did, yeah, we'll Tony help did you try and get NASCAR here at Nashville and all that stuff. There was, yeah, the, that was the, uh, that was the shocker of the evening was Tony's post-race interview. When he thanked NASCAR, I think my jaw hit the floor. I was, yeah. like, I was like, Oh, he did it. So he, he waited till the very end of the season and he finally extended the olive branch. So we'll see what that means moving forward. I don't know, but only the um, second time in history that Chase Elliott and Bill Elliott got to race together on the same track. And we got to see a pretty good battle between the two at the dude, beginning of the race. That, yeah. That first stage was legit. Yeah. Uh, Bill was, Bill was giving him everything he could handle. Yeah. And if he wouldn't have slipped up on the restart, he would have been there right at the end too. Uh, it, yeah. I mean, it does help that they gave him the backup car. Finally gave him a car that runs. Yeah. Finally, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. Good. Yeah, good thing that Tony didn't let him have that nice car all, all season long. Right. <laughs> uh, he might have been running for the championship. The, uh, Eric, it's Nashville. Um, great racing at that track. Yeah, I was it put on a better surprised. show. I was expecting a, a, an Indianapolis-type show. Um, yeah, an IRP or yeah, ORP. Or it, it, it definitely whatever. put on a good show. There was some good racing there. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we want to see NASCAR come back here. Um, Jeff Gluck said on the Athletic – uh, on, on the podcast that there's a long ways to go here to make this a NASCAR ready track. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of facilities that need to be rebuilt. There's a lot of money that needs to be spent here. Uh, but at the same time, um, Speedway Motorsports has the money to spend 
and is willing to spend it if the if the town will get behind it. And I don't know. I feel like I feel like it keeps slipping away, slipping yeah. away. And I just I hope we get it, man, because yeah. I think this could be a great facility. Yeah, Chase. Um, I I got to give Chase a lot of credit. Like he went out of his way to do this. He doesn't have to do this. Um, but he wanted to race his dad. He wanted to race against Smoke. Yeah. Uh, but really, what he wanted to do was lobby for. He he sees it, and th- that's what that's what the NASCAR champion is supposed to do. He's supposed to be an ambassador yes. for the Cup Series. And honestly, this, this was, is something we haven't had in a bit. Yeah, we haven't had the yeah we haven't had the the Cup guy go out and and do this kind of you know yep. ambassadorship for the sport and what chase did on Saturday, he should be commended for. And hopefully um, the masses will get behind him. The, the racing, you know, the racing masses will get behind him and, and get this thing done because he wants to see it there. He sees the value in having NASCAR in the city of Nashville. Like, it's right there. Um, huge market for NASCAR. We, you know, we, we have a Nashville race, but that's out in the suburbs. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah this, we have a this, Nashville race. Like we used to have a Chicago race. It's not yeah, in Nashville. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this, this shoot, it's like here, calling Michigan a Detroit, a Detroit race. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, this isn't a, a track that's lacking in history. It no. goes back a long way with NASCAR. So if we yeah. can have a little bit of both, I'd, I'd be pretty happy about that, man. It's um, you know, that, that race was so positive in so many different ways. 17,000 um, people or something like that. They put in. Yeah. There. Sold the yeah. place out. They did have a, a CRA Jegs race afterwards, um, but I believe the the crowd was there for the SRX series. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, which yeah. is absolutely awesome. They looked. I mean, they they were packed in there and looked excited to be there. Yep. Um, which was very cool. Yep. Um, yeah. Eric, I mean, we had we had side by side multi groove racing on a short track without PJ one. Yep. The, nice. the high line <laughs> came nice. in well. Um, yeah, Castro Neves was the one who kind of found it. He yeah. went up there first. I was I was kind of surprised. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, once Castro Neves showed everybody how to do it, let's um, let's know, give credit of... to these open wheel guys, James. I mean, we when the open wheel guys used to run an IROC, they struggled a lot in that series. A few of them were decent. I, you know, I've seen remember like um, Alonso Jr. being able to run well in those. Yeah, um, Mar- Marco, or yeah. not Marco, uh, um, Michael. Yeah, Michael, Michael yeah. Andretti. I remember him running a couple. So, but I mean, these guys that's that's super speedway racing i mean those iraq cars ran on big tracks we're yeah. talking short track racing and with guys Dirt. that don't race with fenders yeah. um they picked it up pretty good and and whether that was a product of the cars that were brought to the track to make it easy as they said easy to drive but hard to drive fast yep. um or whether it was just the learning ability to these guys um they were able to put on a good show and it didn't seem like anybody was just out to lunch no. on any of these races even um you think back, I think a great example of that, Eric, was Slinger when you ha- you're racing on a quarter mile oval and you couldn't catch the back of the field. The right. leaders never, you know, I know we yeah. had a couple of fun flags in there, but still with those fun flags, we still weren't approaching the back of the field as, as fast as you would think. You're you know? adopting the fun flag, huh? You're with Bestwick. I'm with Bestwick. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I know it's the lap limit flag, but I'm going with the fun flag. Uh, you know, I have Sorry. a problem with I like fun flag better because the lap limit flag doesn't work when you throw it at with seven to go. Yeah, I know. You know, yeah, it's that's not a, a lap flag. limit. That's a yeah. fun flag. Yeah. Um, but I'm good with it because that's what the series is, is it's all about and fun. The, yeah, and exactly. And the drivers know the rules going into the yeah. race. They know that on lap 70 of a 77 lap race, you're going to get a caution. We're going to bunch it up and we're going to run them again. So James, I have um, a petition to start. Petition <laughs> is that 
we definitely need to invite Paul Tracy back next year. Oh yeah. That guy was able to play the villain in this series so well. Yeah. Um, Alan Bestwick is on door bumper clear this week. He's my shout out this week because by the way, it was a spectacular interview and I wish it was way longer. I love Alan Bestwick. Alan Bestwick is 80% of the reason that I gave this series a chance to start with. Um, and and was I, was I the last 20%? Probably not. Um, but, uh, but Alan said that, you know, he took a lot of crap. Paul Trace took a lot of crap for the run in with Haley Deegan. Um, and you know, part of it is, Hey, that's what happens when you play the heel. Uh, but also probably not deserved either. Um, Paul Tracy is the type of person you need for the series. Oh yeah. He, from... he added so yep. much to this by not being a factor, but being a wrecking ball. <laughs> Here, here's a little secret. NASCAR has always told the line of being WWE. Yeah. And SRX went full WWE. Yeah, they did. Him. And it's made for TV. That's what it's supposed well, to. And again, You're supposed it, to hate that guy. Well, and, and I it, hated him. It I wasn't even that. Year. We talked about it. Yeah, exactly. We talked about, you know, a couple times here that the personalities of the series made this series. I, I at yeah. first I was so down on the fact that we had drivers that were washed up, people we hadn't heard of or, or no longer, you know, major parts of the of these sports. But they obviously saw something that I didn't in the personalities of these guys, and that's what made the series. Yeah, that's the you know, and and that goes that's Ray Evernham and Tony Stewart just yeah. knowing who to get. And Tony was the I, Tony was the driver recruiter to get these guys in here. And yep. Tony did good uh, work. As, as much as as much as I don't like Paul Tracy, uh, <laughs> that's his that was his job. And you know, you've got some some of those guys like like Castro Neves and Canaan. They're just likable dudes. Yeah. You know, um, Haley Deegan. I mean, Paul Tracy getting in a run in with Haley Deegan was perfect. Yeah. Was perfect. Um, it, it, the only thing that would have been better is if he would have got a, had a chance to run in with chase in that last race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Michael Waltrip, he's not much uh, on the driver's side at this point anymore, but he's, you know, he's Mikey. He's, you know, and, and they'll give you a good interview. Yeah. And CBS had the great talent all around. Like Brad Darty's really good. Yeah. Lindsay Zarniak. Although like whoever had- made the decision in the very first race, James, to have Brad Darty interview Ray Evernham on the front stretch, a, a guy that you didn't realize is as short as he is with a yeah. guy that's as tall as Brad is. Oh my yeah. God. It looked ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Brad, Brad being in the NASCAR garage, he definitely stands out. Yeah. yeah. So I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. let's have We it. gave this series a grade at the end of the first race, or we gave, we gave the first race a grade and we yep. haven't really talked about it since then. So series is over six races done and gone. Tony Stewart's our champ. Speaking of which Tony Stewart, very proud of the fact that he was the last IROC champion first SRX champion. That's also very cool. Um, Obviously Stuart really draws a lot of comparisons to IROC with the series, which I think is great. I think it actually has a lot of, I think it has, it has a lot that IROC was lacking. Yeah. It has the spirit of IROC. Um, But it's more fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Made for TV event. Yep. But James, give me your grade on this series as a whole. Yeah. Beginning to end. And then I'm going to give you mine and you're going to be surprised. Um, boy, I'm going for me personally, I'm giving it an A plus. I have no, um, I have nothing really bad to say about it. It has its issues for some things, but as far as a first season, they knocked this thing out of the park, man. I just, the racing was excellent almost every week. We only had a couple of races that weren't the best, but they were still decent. I, I don't know, man, there's not a whole lot to fix here. Um, tighten up a couple of things around the rules and a couple other things, but it's, it was an A plus for me. I'm going to miss it. 
I believe I gave it a B minus after the first race, if I remember correctly. Um, James, I got to go with you. A plus. Um, <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. I honestly can't really think of much to change other than maybe don't put Danica in the booth for a couple of races. That was the worst. Yeah, that was the um, worst. Hinchcliffe's they, really good. Um, yeah, Hinchcliffe is great. And not only that, but they were, they were talking about, Alan was talking about it on DBC, that Hinchcliffe, every race that he announced would go and get in the car and run laps during the, the practice sessions to get an idea of what they were dealing with out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the, the access that they had, the fact that it's one owner and it allows the, the network to work so well and put cameras yep. wherever they want to put cameras and talk to drivers during green flag laps and all that stuff. Um, it just, it was a complete winning formula. The tracks that we ran, the personalities that we have, um, I just can't think of anything that you would change. I think the fact that it's six races, don't add races, don't run no. more than six races. Yeah. Um, as much as I'd love to see more weeks of this, keep us yeah. wanting more. Don't add drivers. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see more cars, but 12 drivers is great. Um, yeah, 12 drivers is good. Even if you have a better rotation of all stars coming through. Yeah. Um, but they, they found a really nice balance of these young guys coming in and these local legends and Eric, we're going to see Ernie Francis Jr. racing NASCAR yeah, at we some are. point. And yep. it's going to be a big part of what he did in the SRX series mm -hmm. because he showed he can drive. Um, you know, Doug Kobe's getting a shot in, in NASCAR now. There's opportunities that have just been opened up for these guys because of racing in the SRX series with, with you know, the talent that they did. The only um, thing that I hope, James, for next year is I hope that, that Alan Bestwick is not able to announce – because I hope that he is too busy He's announcing NASCAR, NASCAR somewhere. Yeah. Because yep. I want this guy back in NASCAR so bad. He is so good at what he does. Yep. Um, such a him. great job of of anchoring this show. Yep. Um, I mean... He I, keeps it moving. He just keeps it moving. I feel like I could do a whole podcast just about SRX. i just super excited about what they did. I was a doubter. Um, wanted it to fail mostly just so James would look foolish. <laughs> um, and it didn't fail. It, it delivered everything and more. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't wait for next year, but that's it's, why it's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I tweeted today that it's the most fun I've had watching racing yeah. in a while. I mean, it, not that I don't have fun watching NASCAR, that's no, not, exactly. that, that's not the, but this was just fun. The, just a and lot you of said fun. the WWE aspect, we, there was enough of the WWE aspect for the entertainment without yep. cheapening the show. That's right. That's you know, right. it didn't feel cheap. It didn't feel, you know, too yep. gimmicky, even with the cautions. I mean, yep. it was it was just good all around. Yep, exactly. Yep. Um, and Ray Everham built a hell of a car that yep. maybe isn't the fastest car in the world. Maybe doesn't look the best on dirt. Um, Dude, thing, thing races, though. But it raced. It races. Yeah. Yep. And it held up to some beating. You saw incidents that didn't take cars out of races that would have in any other series. Yep. I mean, just... All around, big applause to SRX, yeah. Ray Evernham, Tony Stewart, the whole crew over there. Just great, great work. Your your friend Marcus Limonis, thanks for yeah, coming on board. Definitely. Um, I, he got the, his money's worth on getting that sponsorship yeah, late. Did. Yeah, I mean, millions of people watch this uh, every week. So, yeah. um, I mean, it was just, I don't know. I was expecting it to be good. I didn't expect this thing. I figured it would peter out by race six. Yeah, I just thought it was going to be like this nice little B, you know, I would have probably like if I was giving it a preseason grade, I was like, yeah, B, it'll be it'll be fine. The, you know, I'll, I'll like Eldora. I was looking forward to Slinger. 
Um, but this thing blew me out of the water, man. It was great. It yeah. was just great. I'm, I'm gonna miss it. I, you know, I, I, I can't wait for next summer because Eric, I think I want to go. I'm going. Dora. I'm going to at least one of these things. Uh, I'm gonna get myself some credentials and really do it up. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna be definitely at least one. Yeah, it's gonna. Be I fun, hope we man. rotate some tracks. I hope we try a couple different tracks. Um, I really would yeah. hate to lose any of the tracks that we had, uh, except for Indy. We could get rid of. ORP. Yeah, Indy would be the one that I would uh, get rid of. You know, Stafford supported it really well, and and even if we didn't go back to Knoxville, and we took it to another dirt track. That'd yeah. be fine. Um, but yeah, I like the I like the two dirt tracks being thrown in. There was yep. some talk that Ray wants to get on a road course. I don't possibly. like the road course idea. Yeah, so depending on what that road course is, but it would have to be a tight one. You yeah. know, you'd want to make it. That's know, the thing. It needs it needs to be a bull ring. You know, yeah. um, Lime Rock. Uh, yeah, Lime Rock could be a, good a one. really good one. Actually, yep. probably be perfect for uh, for SRX and yep. Parker Kligerman's part owner out there. Maybe he can make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah, make, so, get Parker driving in this thing. That would be, be cool. Great, Parker he'd be a great, great driver. In SRX. I know he's he's with uh, NBC though, so I don't know if that would work. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we could get if if we could find a way. I know it's hard for Dale Junior. He's so busy. But mm. if we could get a guy like him, you know, if we can get Chase Elliott, we can get some other guys yeah. to come through here. And that's the next step for the series is to get more relevant superstars yep. to start competing with the, with the current roster. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mixing I wouldn't, in. I don't know that I would, I would, I don't know that I would take anybody out. Um, but I would like to see maybe a little bit more rotation. You know, you had Greg Biffle run a couple of races. You had Haley Deegan run a couple of races. Maybe we re-rotate those out and add a couple more drivers to the mix. That yep. might be better. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, all over, all along, uh, good deal. Um, like I said, six races, wish there were more, but glad there aren't. <laughs> yep. Yeah. If they, if they bumped it up to eight, I think that would be as far as I'd go. I don't know if I'd I think you'd start much. pushing it then. Yeah. You know? I don't think I'd go much past that. And you know what they have, got a system in place. what they have that works is IROC always ran four to six races a year. Um, yep. but they spaced them out so much that you would forget it existed. Yep. That's the thing. You bunched it all up. We did one six time. races in a row. And you know, big mass massive props to the the crews that worked on these cars. Oh yeah, again, man. yeah. We talked about on here. They didn't work out of out of a race shop. They worked out of the freaking asphalt and ninety degree heat at racetracks. Start traveling circus. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just incredible what they did, and and it all paid off. It worked, man. It worked. Yeah. They had a vision, and it worked. Unbelievable. Um, speaking of paying off, James, let's oh, talk boy, some NASCAR news. Here we go. Uh, Brad Keselowski is now minority owner at Roush Fenway Racing. Oh, no. We didn't know about this. No, this I know. It's quite a shock. Complete surprise. Uh, he'll be driving the six car in 2022 and beyond. Um, Jack Roush made sure that it was known that he is not retiring yet. Um, yep. Chris Buescher is going to remain in the 17 car next season. And also word was that. Uh, they'd be willing to run a third car part-time for Newman if he's interested next year and they can put it all together. So nice. Nice. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about here. Cause I think we've kind of already talked about it. We we've this covered this so much. Yeah. You know, I think the reaction today is, is what got me um, excited for Brad because you could, you can see it. You can yeah. see it on his face. You can see it in the way he talks about this, that he's taking a risk, but it's a meaningful, this is a meaningful experience that Brad yeah. Keselowski wants to do. And Eric, he's, I know he's not the most beloved NASCAR driver out there, but he's really smart. Mm -hmm. And this sets him up to be in a position to help not only this team, but to lead NASCAR moving forward. Right. I really like having Brad have a little bit of say, um, and he's got a lot of belief in his talent and he's got a lot of belief in the talent at Roush Fenway so that they can compete for, for championships. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited for him for this opportunity now. 
Um, you know, he made a couple in his comments today too. It was interesting because he kind of made it known that there's this this deal is twofold. Um, obviously, we knew about the the interest in ownership uh, for the future, but it also has a lot to do with the long term contract. He wants to know where he's driving for the next several years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's not doesn't sound like Brad's planning on retiring in a couple of years. He plans to race for a while yet, and now he's got that six car locked in. He ain't going anywhere because he owns it. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, I mean, solidifies solidifies the end of his career more than likely and then also beyond. So, yeah, exactly. um, Good for him. I mean, I hope it works out. I hope that this team can can, you know, turn the right direction. Um, I guess if you're it's gonna... a, it's a Michigan team, Eric. Yeah. You got Jack Roush, yeah. Brad Kozlowski. I didn't even think I'm, about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all about that part of it. I I'm excited about that. If somebody's you know? going to turn this team around, I mean, why not one of the best drivers in NASCAR right now? Well, you know, Brad said it in his press conference today. He said he's the exact same age and he has the exact same number of wins that Tony Stewart had when he made his move. There you go. Um, I think that synergy is, is interesting. This is, this is different though. We're moving into a, we're moving into a little bit of an unknown future with this next gen car. Yep. It could be the perfect time. He's well, going to have the same engines under the hood that he'd be running at Penske. So if, if things are leveling out, this might be the time to make the jump. Well, and it's different than Stewart's deal too. Stewart went to a team that was nothing. I mean, it, it hadn't competed. Yeah, it was not. Yeah. It literally was back marker cars. Right. Yeah. I mean, Roush, Roush is better been, than that, but they did previously a lot. Ro- so Roush they know how to win over there. Oh yeah. They, this team's 300 plus wins in the yeah. top three series. They've seen they, victory lane. They know what it looks like. They know what the, the champagne yes. tastes like, you know, they, and they've, and they've hoisted trophies above their heads yeah. that say cup series champion. And mm-hmm. they've done it multiple times. So, yeah. Yep. Um, Eric, I wanted to ask you, I want to throw you one curveball. Okay. Cause I knew, I knew we wouldn't have a whole lot to say, but I wanted to throw you one curveball. Um, is Brad Keselowski the best driver to ever grace the, uh, the Jack Roush team? What do you think about that one? Oh, that one's tough. Isn't that I figured that man, that's really tough because I mean, here's the names. Here's the names. Uh, Mark Martin, obviously. Obviously. Um, Matt Kenseth, champion. Yeah. Kurt Busch, champion. Uh, And I thought I would throw Carl. I would throw Carl Edwards on the uh, on the list. Yeah, Carl's Um, on the list, but I think Carl did more with JGR than he did here, even though he he ran here a lot longer. He yeah, he only ran two years at JGR. Yeah, he definitely he. Well, I guess you know, he did. I mean, he did. He did tie for a championship at Roush. So yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, man, I can't give you an answer because I don't. I, I have know, to think close. about it. I put I put Matt, Kurt Busch, and Brad all in the same. It's club. so funny because you hate on Matt Kenseth so much, but you rank him so much higher than I do. He's a champion. I don't rank he's got, him as high as you do, though. He's he's a champion in the sport, man. That's a hard thing to do. Matt Kenseth, only... Matt Kenseth is like Bobby Labonte to me. He's kind of, I think, underappreciated. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I I don't appreciate him that much. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, but you but rank he, him so high. I, I I just hold the championship in such so high regard rank, in the sport. You rank Matt Kenseth above Mark Martin. I know he's got the championship. And Mark doesn't. I didn't. Have... I didn't say that. Okay. Though. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I think Mark Martin's the the answer here. Honestly, I think so too. I think so too. I think just yeah. that he just doesn't have the championship, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't think that matters. He's, he was close enough to the championship that he might as well have so had many it. times. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. Same thing with Carl. He was so close to the championship yeah. so many times, but um, yeah, for me, you know, you know, for me, Eric, the championship, it's such a hard thing to get mm-hmm. um, that I hold it in a very high regard for the, you know, I, I've always, I've said it before. The championships, the automatic hall of fame bid, yeah. no matter what. 
You get one, doesn't matter. Alan Quickie's the example. You get one, you're in. Doesn't yep. matter. I agree with that. Um, so you know, I just that's that's why Kurt Busch is in that club, and and I you know I think Matt, Kurt, and Brad are all bunched together. You know, mm-hmm. they're very good drivers. They're all champions, um, but they're missing that. It's like Kyle Busch elevated above them when he got that second title. They're all missing yeah. that one thing. You know. Yep. That yeah, I agree. Step. I agree. Yeah, any of those guys pull off another title, it changes things. I know? wonder how many drivers could have got this deal. You know, in this in this climate that we're in could matt kenseth have tried to get this deal if he had wanted it i don't know i don't think so not at the point where he was i don't think so harvick could probably do it yeah i don't know matt kenseth got beat out by by ryan newman i mean (laughs) he did yeah (laughs) so yeah matt limped her home there the last couple years but um the other part of this deal that led us to getting this announcement because it was waiting for this announcement is that roger penske announces that austin Sindrick will drive the number two next year and in a shock to everybody, including Matt DiBenedetto, for some reason, uh, don't Harris, get me started. Harrison Burton <laughs> was named as the driver of the 21 uh, for Wood Brothers next year. Yep. Um, apparently, Keselowski asked for an ownership stake at Penske and was told nope. Um, and uh, James notes that Brad said the split was actually good and there were no hard feelings there. Um, I think we saw that on Sunday when Brad got into the back of Blaney. And could have easily taken the spot from him, but backed off and let him keep the spot. There's a respect yeah. there. So yeah, I mean Penske is such a tight family, and and I will say this: Brad Keselowski is the best driver in that history of that team, um, as far as the Cup Series is concerned. That includes Rusty Wallace. I'm saying it. Uh, I agree with that. He brought the he brought the title home, and I know Joey has since done it, but Brad brought the title home. Um, so he yeah, gets, he gets the honor. he gets the honor. Rusty was fantastic though. Rusty's one of my favorite drivers of all time. Yeah, Rusty's a great uh, driver. Rusty is one that I admire quite a bit. Um, got yeah. to shake his hand a few years ago, and that was that was good for me. I just yeah, you know, I as much as I was never, I don't think I was ever a Rusty fan. I totally respected what he did. Yeah, he was the anti Earnhardt. Yep. So he was yeah he was <laughs> you know if you didn't like Dale, you had to like Rusty. I yep. feel like in some way. But uh, yeah, though this is good. Um, you know, Roger even said that Brad's always a friend of the family. Um, but you know, Eric, he, th- that's pretty coded as well, that Brad's not family here. You're, you're not going to get ownership in this team. Yep. That's not how Penske operates. You don't get to do that. Even if you're the guy who brought the title home and, and, uh, recruited Joey Logano over. That and, doesn't and did surprise all. me though. The way that Penske, I mean, not, that, not there's so anything funny. wrong with this, but the way that Penske controls things, the way that he, it's right. you know, won't let you have facial hair and makes sure he wants you wearing, you know, proper button up shirts and the, just, it's yep. just Roger. That's just how he is. He runs his team like the New York Yankees and yeah. that's, you know, he's gonna, he's got a, Penske's already got plans in place 10 years down the road. Yeah. It's, and you can't, yeah. the way Penske runs his team, you can't have a driver as an owner. It just that's wouldn't right. work. Yep. It's not the way he wants to do it. And that's fine. Now Brad gets to do what he wants to do. And, and like Brad said today, he's got, he feels like he has more to offer than being just a driver. Mm-hmm. So with Penske, he gets to do that. He gets to live that, that part of his career out. And um, this was a great run, Brad, with the Penske organization, man, it was um, 11 years of <laughs> really good work by Brad and, and the, and the Penske crew. So yeah kind of an end of an era here, but Penske's going younger. They've got Joey and, and Ryan in the stable and, and Joey's still young uh, with his, with his championship too. But uh, you know, Cindric was the, log- was the logical choice. You yeah. got to bring him in. Um, yeah. The only, with- the only question that I would have is, do you take somebody like 
Ryan Blaney and stick him in the two cars. That's the iconic ride with Penske. But yeah, um, I don't think he needs to. I think Blaney's built himself yeah. a brand with that 12 car. Um, Logano has built himself a brand with the two, 22. I mean, there's no yeah. reason to move anybody else. You and, you know, the, the, the two doesn't carry the Miller sponsorship like it did right. anymore. So it's not it's not what it was. You know, it's kind of fallen. The 22s, I feel like the 22 is the anchor of the team with the yeah. shell sponsorship, you know. I agree, too. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. With, if, if it was still the Miller Genuine Draft or the Miller High Life, right. <laughs> whatever, you know, it's uh, or the Miller Light car, it, it just it's not the same. Yeah, now that, it's, that now it's just, Keystone Light when we do put the bigger Keystone and, you know, all those a Freightliner. He's got a yeah. lot of sponsors on that car. So, um, yeah. so the surprise of this news was the Harrison Burton announcement. Um, I know that a lot of Toyota fans are screaming we that they lost another one, another Toyota driver from the pipeline. Uh, which is wrong because Harrison Burton isn't a Toyota driver. He drives a Toyota, yes, uh, but yep. he's not been a Toyota development driver. He just he, happens to be in a Toyota ride. He brings his own funding to yep. his team. So yep. Burton was going to go where he could go. and um, He wants to go cup racing. How great to have the Burtons and the Wood Brothers combine. Um, I, I like it. It's a good fit. Yep. You know? Yep. And honestly, Joe Gibbs is not sweating this. No. Harrison, Harrison Burton's ready to go to cup, yeah. but there's no room at the end. But you know who's going to be coming along at the perfect time for Joe Gibbs? Ty Gibbs. Yeah, that's who's going to be a guaranteed announcement for that 20 car next year. Yeah, Ty Gibbs is coming along, man. He's going to be coming. And yeah. honestly, I don't think there was any room for Harrison right no, now. No, if Harrison so. didn't take the jump to cup with somebody else, he was going to be on an Xfinity ride. So Yeah, and this is a great move for him to get. He's going to get the the Ryan Blaney set up here. He yeah. gets to be in a really quality ride, not not a plus ride, but this is a this is a good this it's is a good, good ride. Yeah, and yep. again next year fast. we don't know. I mean next yep. year it's equal to everybody. Yep, and it's a it's a it's basically a Penske car. Let's let's be real. So yeah. um, he's um, going to be in he's going to be in a good spot here. But Matt DiBenedetto was surprised, James. No, oh, jeez, um, man, I don't want to get started. I love Matty D, but how do you how are you surprised? When the announcement was made a year ago, <laughs> don't throw me the pity party, man. I, I know I love Matty D, but I do feel like he's he's playing the victim again, and it's that only is going to work for so long, guys. I mean, dude, you can you can put sad videos up on social media and pout all you want and do all this stuff, but you know what, dude, go win races. Yeah, and it's not a problem. I don't want to hear it. You didn't want hear it. He didn't perform in the car, and again, this announcement was made last year. Brad leaving shouldn't affect it. He was yeah. already told he didn't have a ride after this season. Yeah, I know. So if you yeah, weren't looking know. for another ride, I don't know what you were doing. Yeah, if he wasn't busy getting busy, yep. um, I don't know. You know, I yeah. I feel bad for the guy because he's he's actually running pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to hear the I don't want to hear the whiny pouty videos, man. Just yep. go win races. Yep. Go win races. You didn't hear Eric Jones pouting and crying when he no. lost his ride last year. He understood the stakes at, that were at hand. You know. Yep. I don't know. I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's message. NASCAR says the crash test data is back. They've sent it to the teams. All is good on the new NASCAR chassis and teams are going to start receiving them this week. James, here we go, man. Yeah. It's time prep for 2022 is on Freddie Kraft doubled down on DBC this week and said that he still doesn't think it's going to run a full schedule next year. Um, I think NASCAR thinks it's going to run a full schedule next year and Maybe supply issues run cause a problem and make that not happen. But right well, now we're on track for a, a new car next year. Here's the thing. If supply is a problem, NASCAR is going to adjust the weekend schedules to make sure that supply is yeah. not a problem. They will, they have shown that they will run races without practice and qualifying and they're not going to be afraid to do it again. Yep. Even if, even if they want to next year, they'll, they'll pull the plug on 
you know, having to bring backup cars and things like that. If they have to, we'll see, we'll yep. see. There's flexibility here. Now Na NASCAR has shown us despite, you know, the issues we were talking about earlier <laughs> in this episode, they have, a, they have shown us an incredible ability to be flexible mm -hmm. and these, these cars are coming. They're going to run. That's, that's what's going to happen. NASCAR will make it happen. Yep. Uh, with that, I think that's all the news, James. I think so, man. We, we got our butts kicked again last week when we posted the episode, but I think with everybody going on vacation this week, I think we'll be okay. Well, at least Brad was, Brad was nice enough to wait and do the announcement before the podcast this week. Well, we're Michigan guys. We're polite. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he didn't screw us over. Do we have to jump back on? We get a two week break here, um, which we will take a two year, two week break unless something happens that makes it worth us jumping on for the podcast. Yeah. yeah if we have any shocking news where we will plan to come back on, yeah. but we'll, I think we're going to come back after Watkins Glen. Yep. Um, so we're going to make our picks tonight for Watkins Glen as unprepared as I am um, for this. And before we do that, let's talk about last week because NASCAR screwed me over along with Kyle Bush and I got <laughs> one point for my pick. You know, you know, you wanted, you said you thought you might, there might be a way to give me some solace here. You know how you could do that? Let me pick Kyle again. That would be, Oh, I'm not going to pick him anyway. So you can say yes or no. It doesn't matter. He's not my pick this week. Um, but yeah, uh, that's so funny. Kyle Bush, um, gets one point, screws me over. James takes the lead again, 71 points to 49 over the weekend, uh, 2051 to 2045. Um, so it's still close. Very close. Um, you, you plan this just right, too, that you get to pick first for the three races uh, that we get at Watkins yeah. Glen. So yep, I did. You, you, play, you played it perfectly. So I'm going to play some strategy here. Um, I have to play some strategy this week. Uh, but let's let's go through here. Let me find the notes here again. Uh, the first race we have is Truck Series, United Runnels 176 at the Glen. And I have not made my decision yet, but I'm pretty close. <laughs> I am going to go. Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough, James. I really want to pick Ben Rhodes again um, yeah. because, I don't know, because he won at Daytona and he's run well here. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to go. You know who I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with Todd Gillen for the hell of it. Wow. You know? I see he, that coming. Yeah. Nice. He's just running well. He finished fourth at Daytona. I'm kind of basing this off Daytona. I feel Daytona is probably the closest to what we got to Watkins yeah. Glen. Um, we haven't run a truck series race at Watkins Glen since, what, 2000, you said? Yeah, it's been since 2000. The only drivers da whose data shows up when you look up the stats <laughs> for this upcoming week is Harvick and Joni Macek. And I'm pretty sure Kevin's not running. So, um. And not only that, but Todd Gillen also has a near win until he was taken out by Noah Gregson in the truck series at Mossport as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so and Noah Gregson, he finds his way. Yeah, Todd Gillen's a good road course driver, so I'm going with him. All right. Well, you're going to give me a chance to take John Hunter. I know. Uh, I almost went that direction. I'm going to do it. So I'm going to do it. I was going to take Ben Rhodes, but I thought you were going to take John Hunter. So I'm going to take John Hunter um, just because he's got the best stuff. Yeah. And he's probably the best driver in the series since Kyle's not uh, racing. So uh, I'll take John Hunter when I can. So give me that one. It's a good pick. Mm -hmm. uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series is racing the untitled uh, race. It is the yeah, NASCAR it Xfinity race at Watkins Glen. August 7th at Watkins Glen. Yes. Um, and uh, who was I going to go with here? Is Ty Gibbs racing in this thing? I don't know. I didn't look at the entry list, honestly. Um, if you look, at, if you want to take the time to look at the entry list, go for it. No, nah, I'm not going to look at it. Um, I can do it for you real quick. If you want to filibuster for me. Sure, I'll filibuster. So I, I really was leaning towards Daniel Hemmerich. Oh, you I know what? I don't know if the entry list is going to be out. because. We oh, you know, it's probably break. not. You're right. It's not yeah. out yet. Yep, it's not out yet. Yep. Um, 
like I said, Daniel Hemrick's one I really like, but obviously I can't pick him. Um, Austin Cindric's easy pick here, but he might be one worth saving for Indy, which is coming yes. up right after. But yes. I don't know if I'll have the first pick for Indy. Yes. Um, but I'm going to leave him on the board, and I'm just going to say we got a, an announcement this week that he's going to Cup, and he's going to make it, make, it, make it known in the Xfinity Series I'm going with Harrison Burton. H. Burton. Here. Harrison Burton. All right. I will um, – well, listen, if you're going to give me a chance to take Austin Cindric on a road course, I might not get that shot. I, obviously, I'm not going to get that shot next week and, unless you pass me here in points. So I'm going to take it. All right. Um, I like that because I want him for Indy. So. Yeah, and if and – if, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't have him regardless, I think, uh, unless – like I said, unless you kick my butt this week. So I'm going to try to f- fend you off here. I'm going to take Austin Cindric. There we go. I like that. Uh, and then the Cup Series. It is the uh, Go Bowling at the Glen. Uh, on Sunday in a couple weeks, and um, I hold on. Where did I go here? I'm really screwed here because so this one, I am not going to play. Or I'm I'm going to play strategy here too, because obviously Chase Elliott is the pick. Um, and do I want to save him for Indy? And I don't want to save him for Indy because I'm afraid that I'm going to win this week, and you're going to get the first pick. <laughs> Um, so I am going to take Chase Elliott this week and just, well, that, the that's the it. better play for you because I can't take Martin Truex Jr. I that took him last true. week. I didn't think about I that. I really screwed myself over on that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, so I like so, where I'm at because I have, I have Cindric available yeah, to me at Indy, but not Chase. Out. Yeah. So. You boxed me out here a little bit. Um, so I will try to fight fire with fire. I can't have Martin Truex Jr. I'm going to take Kyle larson because i don't think i'm gonna i don't think i like him for indy so i will uh he's got some road course some uh, good road course stats under his belt for the season so i will take larson to combat your chase elliott um kyle bush is good here just saying he's good here just saying he is good here he is good here um brad keselowski's run well here brad keselowski has run well here yep so i remember an epic battle between brad keselowski and kyle bush that ended up with uh, i believe marcus ambrose winning yeah, I, the only thing, uh, so like Road America, um, I thought Larson was coming on strong there late, but he's fun. Uh, but he won Sonoma. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not sure if this is going to be a strong pick for me, but if I can't have Elliot or Truex, I'm kind of at the will. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck trying to figure something out here. So I'm going to go with the guy with the fastest car. I like that because now I got Truex available for for me. At, I have Truex. Yeah, I have Truex or Larson available at. Yeah, and I can and I can take Chase at, at Indy if I yep. need to. I you know, there so you it go. gives me some flexibility moving forward too. Yeah, you get Chase no matter what because even if I pick first. Yep. Um, all right, uh, fantasy league, James. Oh my God, <laughs> fantasy league. Um, so I almost I've never done that. I don't know if I've ever done this before, Eric. I don't think I've ever gone back to back, and I missed. <laughs> I it know by two. I haven't. Oh, I missed it by two points. Todd got the win, um, and that. It was after the whole thing that happened on, uh, on lap six. Um, so freight train gets the win two twenty one. I was second. Uh, and then bird eight. You was third, Eric, you were fifth. You had a good yeah. day, man. So yeah. nothing to be, uh, nothing to be ashamed like of. I said, there. it was really good when you wrecked Kyle Bush on lap five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Six. We both, I feel like we all had to survive um, yeah. after that. Uh, overall standings. I beat Ranger again, but I'm still, <laughs> It's a long way to go, man. He's way up front. Uh, Eric, you are in third. So we are holding strong on the podium right now. That's nice. Uh, just, Justin713 is not too far behind. Um, then that's 
pretty much it. There's a handful of us with 4,000 plus. So Rangers in his own neighborhood still. So there's not much to, uh, not much to report there. Yeah. Uh, shout outs. I already gave mine. Um, again, if you haven't listened to Door Rumble Clear this week, uh, it's if you don't like Brett Griffin, it's a great show because Brett's off this week. Um, and uh, so is Casey Boat. But uh, Alan Bestwick was on and it was a short interview, but really good interview. Uh, he talked a little bit about he was asked the question about coming back to NASCAR um, and basically said he's friends with the guys that are there right now. Everybody that's doing it now. Um, so he'd hate to take a job from any of them, but never say never because he's everywhere he's ended up he said has been by chance and not intended so um good deal i mean great addition to srx uh we'll love to hear his voice again next year if they invite him back which i'm sure they will unless he's got a job somewhere else um i couldn't tell you who i'd like him to replace in nascar um man i'd love to hear his voice on sundays again can we get him like can we have mike joy move to another location and get him (laughs) in the fox booth That'd be awesome. He'd be, he'd be good with Boyer, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would be. Um, I feel like I am sacrilegious by kicking Mike Joy out of the booth. That is, you are. Fine. Now, that being said, if you do want to hear Alan Bestrick's voice in a NASCAR race this year, you can do it. All you have to do is go sit in the stands at Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the Indy weekend because he will be, he's part of the public address uh, oh, nice. team there. Um, oh, there you go. Said. So I think he's, I think he's taking the role of Bob Jenkins, who is ill. So Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. So, yep. Yeah, so you can still hear his voice in NASCAR. It's pretty cool. Yep, very good. So, uh, James, you got any shout-outs? Yeah, um, Berlin Raceway yeah. ran the ARCA Series, so I just wanted to shout that out. Um, but pretty cool that two of our former guests on the podcast were there at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Derek Winter sang the National Anthem, which i seen video. He did a great yeah, job. Yeah, I was going to say, is there a video out there? I didn't see it. Yeah, so. on his Facebook page. Okay, I I'll think check it out. Where he's got. Yeah, go take a look at that. And then um, – our good buddy Baron Speedway was there. Yep. And I shot him a message like, "Hey, say hi to Derek while <laughs> while you're there." <laughs> um, so Baron was there. He got some cool pictures on his Instagram feed. I saw that. Um, so yeah, Daniel Dye was the winner, which was pretty cool. Um, but looked like it was a good day out there. I was kind of jealous. Those guys were out there watching that. So shout out to uh, the Arc Series running here in our home state. There you go. Um, yeah, very cool. Uh, James, if people want to chat with you during the break on social media, how how can they do that? at james kush on twitter you can find me at t super speedway on twitter you can find the podcast on facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway our website is the super speedway.com you can find uh old episodes of the podcast uh show notes on there for each episode which include links to articles we discuss uh past race coverage hopefully future race coverage um photos all kinds of stuff on there so check it out the super speedway.com uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, wherever you found us today. We hope you subscribe and continue to listen. Uh, again, no more YouTube. We're not doing the video thing anymore, but if you guys want to check it out, um, there are some episodes up on YouTube if you search for Dream Bigger Media. Uh, we take two weeks off, James, uh, unless some news breaks. If it does, we'll be back to discuss it. Um, otherwise, we'll be back in a couple weeks to break down Watkins Glen and uh, get started on our road to the playoffs. we got Watkins Glen, Indy, Michigan, Daytona, and then it's time for the playoffs. So I uh, hope everybody enjoys the time off. Watch some Olympics. Uh, take, a, take a break. Get some rest. Go visit your local short track. That's probably the best thing to do. I'm going to be heading mm-hmm. out to uh, Birch Run Speedway here in a couple of weeks to go check out the, uh, the um, CRA JEG series out there. Um, so that'll be cool. And, uh, yeah, hit it up. And I'll uh, be back next, uh, next in a couple of weeks. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. Uh-huh.